Hello, and welcome to Maine Golf Talk. We are your hosts, Zach Zonlo and Henry Fall. In these podcasts, we'll be discussing what makes Maine Golf so special. We'll be sharing our own experiences and knowledge as both players and coaches. We'll also branch out to discuss hot topics in the game and chat with special guests to hear their stories. All to keep you in the know and help you improve your game. Let's get into today's podcast. All right, welcome to another episode of Maine Golf Talk. Uh, this is a special episode with uh, what we believe might be the first ever in the state to do it. We are joined by Caleb Manuel, who shot 59 last week at Brunswick Golf Club. And we're also joined by Will Cavanaugh, who happened to play with Caleb. And so we're going to get perspective of both player and participant on that impressive round. So guys, uh, why don't we uh, start it off? Caleb, tell us about that uh, impressive 11 under par and 10 hole stretch. Yeah. Um, yeah, I was just kind of having a normal round there. I was I was 200 through six, and I just came off a of bogey on six. So I was just – I was playing good previously, and I wasn't making a lot of putts. So I remember on the seventh green, I had like a 25-footer, and I was like, all right, let's start making some putts here. So I rolled one in, and then I just – I birdied seven, eight, nine, and then – 10 through 15, I birdied, and I just, I mean, I hit two of them close, but other than that, I mean, putter, it was pr- it was probably outside 15 feet, and then I just chipped in for eagle, which definitely helps the round. Yeah, that's that's blackout stage right there. Yeah, um, yeah I didn't really know what I was doing. <laughs> I didn't know where I was. So it's, uh, you know, it, it's impressive just to get, you know, a couple birdies in a row. I mean, it's difficult yeah. as is. And like you said, you're not hit, you weren't hitting close. So, I mean, to make that many putts in a row is just yeah. incredible. Yeah. So, uh, you know, while you're, while you're playing and you start getting to these, you know, higher digit numbers, yeah. You know, what, what's your thought process? Are you like, all right, let's keep going lower. Or is it just yeah. like, Oh, uh, it's definitely, it was definitely keep going lower. Cause I, I know I shot 60 last year. So I was, after the twelfth hole, I uh, I think I was so I was eight under through twelve, and that's where I was when I shot my sixty. And then I birdied thirteen, and I stood on fourteen t, and I I knew I had I needed to get four more birdies out of the next five for fifty nine, and that was just kind of the goal. It wasn't like set back and try to play safe. It was trying to make four birdies, and I ended up making two and an eagle. So. Definitely the eagle on 16 took a little bit more pressure off because I was already at 13 through 16, so I had two holes to play. And then Willie texted uh, AJ, and they had a little crowd behind 17 greens, so I felt a little pressure there more than I did <laughs> more than I did on the other rounds, but uh, or on the other holes. So I had like a 10 footer on 17. I just misread it. It's not like I left it short or hit a bad putt. And then 18, I had like a 25 footer that at that point I wasn't trying to blow by and have three feet coming back for a 59. So I just lagged it up there and tapped it in. Yeah, that's, that's pretty incredible. So Will, what was, tell us a little bit about what it was like playing with Caleb in that, I mean, you were there for both the 60 and the 59. So, you know, is it trying to just stay away and make sure that uh, you don't do anything to mess him up? Well, I've played with him since I, we were both like 10 and I have always, like, we used to always compete, but then 
there was at one point probably when we were when we were probably when he was like eleven, I was twelve. We started playing a lot, and I'll never forget like the first time. There was just like a switch that happened. He started coming out here every single day and like practicing, and that, there was like a switch, and you could tell it was like how much he was gonna like get into it. So like I've been playing with him for so long, and I've seen so many little rounds. Like there was one time during the men's club championship we played against each other, and I shot like seventy five. And I was like, I was like, okay, maybe we can play a match right now. But then he he came out shot sixty six, tied the course record the first time. And I was like, okay. And I lost the seven. And so like, at first, like during the sixty, I was like, I was trying to stay away. And I was like, I learned that was probably not the best idea because he was like, when you stay away, he starts like, it's like a pitcher that's trying to throw a perfect game. If you stay away too much and not, not act like it's normal, it kind it might screw him up a little bit. So, like, I was just trying to play like we were having a normal round. And uh, when he got to – I looked at the scorecard on, like, 12 or 13, and I was like, wow. I did not think it was this good. And then all of a sudden – like, sometimes when you play with him, you kind of, you kind of like, don't even know anymore. There's times he's five under, and I think he's just playing okay. And it's actually absurd sometimes. And so, like, when I looked on, like, 14, 13, I was like, uh-oh. It's getting a little scary. And when we got to 15, he made you – know, like really long one, I was like, oh no. So then, <laughs> I'm 16, he was like 20 yards out, and he like thinned it a little bit, just short of the green. I was like, he's gonna make another birdie, and probably birdie 17 to shoot 59. But instead, he freaking chipped in. And I was like, wow. And it was wow. just a point where I was like, okay, Kale, 17 and 18, just make par. <laughs> so Willie, you start, you start one under through three. You're probably feeling pretty good about yourself, and then you look over and Caleb's three under through three. How do you feel about that one? Well, it's so funny. Like, <laughs> I'll make a pretty, like, first three holes, and I'm like, okay, maybe I can uh, push him a little bit on this front side, and then all of a sudden he'll make the three. I'm like, okay, get, look at yourself. I mean, Will, you shot 76, and you lost by 17. <laughs> That's what we're talking about. It was, it's absurd sometimes thinking about that. So, Caleb, what, what do you think was kind of the – was there one shot uh, that stood out from the round? Or, um, you know, it sounded like you chipped in on – what was it he said, 16? 16, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I think the putt on 12 was kind of where I knew, like, I was had a pretty good chance to do it because 12 is pretty easy part four. And I had five birdies in a row coming in, so I was like, all right, let's get six here because it's 330 yards straight away, par four. And I had kind of a bad wedge shot to the back fringe, so like a middle pin, and I had like 25 feet. And I, it just was going in the whole way. And then Will Will was like on his knees like, oh, my God. Like, he's like <laughs> telling me to like chill out, and then we just go – we just keep going. But definitely the – Pretty big putt on 15, too, because I knew I had to birdie that, and that wasn't a short one either. And I could see, like, AJ watching from the deck and Will give me a high five and them start loading up in their carts and coming out to watch. But, yeah, 16 was probably the most memorable shot, though. That's, that's so cool how, you know, they kind of had that little crowd form for you. Um, a couple of my buddies came off on – some of them don't even play golf, but they came and they watched, like, the last putt on 18. There were, like, three of them. That was pretty cool. And you said that you were somewhat struggling um, with putting going into the round. Was, it, was yeah. there something that changed? Did they, you know, maybe mow and roll the greens a little more? Were they a little faster? Was it just yeah. uh, 
Um, not so much like I was – I mean, I was – I felt like I was putting well, but just nothing was going in. And I just played like that way for like three, four days, and I was hitting like 15 greens, and I was shooting like 71 or 72. So I was getting a little frustrated, and I actually like looked at – I rolled a few in my basement here with my other Scotty Cameron before that day. And I was like – I was sending a picture to the group chat, and I was like, might do this tomorrow and send a picture of the phantom. And then I was like, uh, I gave the – I got the Newport Select, and I gave that thing one more shot, and she def- he definitely proved that he can make some putts out there. Oh, great. We'll have to tag Scotty Cameron in our yeah. in our post. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's funny. You know, I work with Nick Likos over at Martindale, mm-hmm. and – after we saw you shoot 59, he, he comes up to me. And he's like, he's like shell shocked. He's like, what the, what just happened? And he's like, uh, he's like, all right, Henry, imagine this. You play 18 holes. You have a six foot birdie putt on every single hole. You shoot 59. And I was like, I don't know. I mean, that, that's kind of crazy to think about is uh, the fact that, and you had a bogey. But, I mean, you must – I mean, you were in the ultimate zone. And, um, you know, I've had a couple rounds where, you know, not quite to your level here, but where I have stood up over putts and just thought, you know, I'm going to make everything today. And yeah. I'm sure that's kind of the feeling you had. Yeah. It didn't matter. It's like you put it on the green, right? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, when I shot 60, a lot of them were tap-ins. So – and it, it was a quick round, too. It's like we were out in the cart and there was only two of us and we were just zooming. But this time it was like a – uh, I think it was a two, I don't know what day. It's a Tuesday, and it was like we played seven thirty. You know, scripts in front of us for some, so I it was definitely harder mentally because I had to sit over every shot, kind of, and try not to think about where I was at. But I definitely knew where I was at because we had. To so, Caleb, why don't you uh, talk to us a little bit about um, you know how you got into the game, how you got you and Willie sort of started growing up playing together. Yeah. At Brunswick. Uh, yeah, my dad used to take me out to either Highlands or Brunswick when I was little, like probably 10 or 11. And then I started playing competitively when I was 12. But uh, me and Will always used to play together at that age, and I'd probably play the most rounds of golf with him, and he knows my game, and I know his game. And I was got, I don't know how the caddy situation is going to go for the main end qualifier, but I was definitely going to try to caddy for him for the main end qualifier because I know his game pretty well. But, uh, yeah, I started competing when I was 12, and then – just kept getting bigger set and getting bigger and hitting it farther. And that's, that's probably the biggest part is hitting wedges into the green instead of hybrids. That definitely helped my game getting bigger. Cause I was never like the biggest kid. I still not, but um, yeah, just competing and competing. And there's a lot of good juniors and they're at uh, Brunswick that we just play fun games with. And if I have to give them strokes, they give them strokes or they take away a club of mine. <laughs> but uh yeah, and at Brunswick, AJ, and when Chris was there, they were always nice. And it was kind of like a daycare where I'd, my parents would drop me off in the morning and I'd just stay there until dark and just keep practicing. Caleb, you, uh, you started competing. Like, when did you – I mean, we talked to Paul Peveronis the other day. Uh, we're about to mm-hmm. release his podcast. But, uh, you know, he said, you know, you have one of the hardest work ethics around. You know, he, he can just send you and you'll just do it. When did that yeah. kind of kick in? Like when you're like that love of golf that you're like, you know what? I absolutely love doing this. I want to just keep doing this and I'm just going to grind until I get there. Uh, probably when I was 13, I think I qualified for the main am and that's when 
I got like a little article in the paper in the Portland press and I, people started to come up to me at the main am there and was like, Oh, you're the 13 year old. And I was like, yeah. And then later that year, I, I won the men's club at Brunswick. It was match play that year. And that's when I kind of knew, like, I love competing. I love winning. I love the game. And I just want to keep getting better and better and keep trying to win. But yeah, Paul, Paul definitely, yeah, he helps. And, uh, I'm always text, we're always texting back and forth. We have a pretty good relationship and whatever he always says is the right thing. And I always go and work on it for like three hours, whether he'll let me stay at Woodlands and work on the range or I'll go back to Brunswick. What are some of the things that you guys have worked on together with your swing? Um, at first I was, I went to him, I think when I was 14. So I was, was third year with him, fourth year. And uh, my, like, my posture was bad. We just fixed, like, at first we fixed, like, my whole setup and stuff. And then I've always had kind of had, like, this uh, weight, weight change where I kind of get stuck on the backside. And that's really what we've been working on for, like, the past – like, we haven't changed much the past three years. But uh, just kind of shallowing out the downswing so that way I don't get stuck. And that's what's been helping me this spring. Obviously, I haven't been able to meet with him this spring. We've just been texting back and forth and sending videos and stuff. And that's really the only thing we've been working on this year. But uh, I like it when he takes me out on the course, too. So, like, he gets to see me, like, in real round situations and tell – He's just very creative around the short game shots I didn't even imagine because he was a good player himself and he learned from good players. And yeah. different shots and the creativity around the green definitely helps. Yeah, it's definitely great to have that, that yeah. level of insight. Yeah. And, uh, you know, being able to go on the course, like you said. Mm. So it sounds to me, though, like, you know, the last couple of years, though, you guys have kind of a, everything in place where you want it. And it's just kind of, you know, doing little reminders of sort yeah. of the keys that you guys are working on or fundamentals yeah. um, per se. And it's kind of kind of what sounds like the same with when we talked with Austin Treslow about working with Mike Bender. It's like once you guys have that sort of level of um, you, got, you guys have been together for a while, you guys understand, uh, you know, your game and, you know, it just, just kind of comes back to basics, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I probably meet with him every other week, and during the summer when I'm competing, he doesn't try to switch anything like with my grip or anything. Like if you see something like small with like a grip or anything like that, he'll tell me to work on it when I'm not competing. But like he doesn't try to screw up my swing or change my swing right before like a tournament or anything. That's just when we kind of prep and hit different shots and make sure we can hit different shots. Yeah, and if I can, let me ask Willie a question here. So, Will, when you're playing with Caleb. Uh, has Caleb given you any pointers or game, uh, you know, over the years? So it's funny. Um, yeah, I mean, he's helped me. I can't say that, but he's helped me so much. But there's, it's a lot of mental. He's helped me. Because there's, like, the issues I have is actually a lot of, like, focus. Like, there's times I go out and play with them. All I care about is, like, watching them play. Like, there's times, like, that actually happens. Like, I just want to go have fun. And, like, yeah. Caleb's competitiveness. There's not a lot of time. Like he's out there having fun, but there's not a lot of times he's not unfocused. That's for sure. So there's times. There's like so. There's I get the duck hooks a lot, like I said. And there's times <laughs> he takes that, but there's not. I mean, he like he said. He, I like we both know our game. Like there's a lot of times I can fix myself, and there's actually times like I'll tell Caleb. Like he'll tell me, pay attention to this if I'm doing something wrong, and I try. I mean, I don't know the game like he does, but I can try. So like it goes both ways. Just. Yeah. 
what you said. I big like thing him. as well is definitely his focus. Like he'll be, uh, he's just like his old, his older brother. Like he'll he'll be like two hundred through twelve, and then he'll just kind of like lose focus and then shoot like seventy three or something. But I try to keep him in the zone, and I think me being a caddy for him would definitely help him. Well, yeah, and he's a teammate of yours. So, yeah. you know, when you guys were in high school together, I'm sure that was important yeah. to you too. It's like, you know, his performance, yeah. uh, just like your performance is only going to help you guys play better. So, uh, you know, Will, it, it's funny. I just listened to a Brooks Kepka podcast, and he said that he played with Tiger for the first time when he was like, you know, first started on tour. And he shot 44 or 42 on the front nine playing with Tiger because he was all jacked up and he was just watching and not focused on himself and not hitting his own shots, not, you know, playing one shot at a time. He was just watching Tiger. So I, I, I think that, you know, you're a good company there. That's like a very good definition. I feel like the time, this time I shot 59, I, went, I finished bogey bogey. I was probably you're probably more nervous than if you were to shoot 59 <laughs> yeah so he, he told himself after that round he's like if i ever play the tiger again i'm not going to focus on him at all i'm not even going to watch him <laughs> in the shot <laughs> so caleb you're going off to yukon this mm -hmm. fall assuming we're all back to normal here yeah. uh you know, tell me about uh, going to play with Dave Pizzino and, and what you can forward to there. Yeah, it's definitely exciting, and I'm definitely hoping I can go in the fall because that's what I've been waiting for and working for for the last year and a half. But uh, he's just – I've been in touch with him, and he's just telling me just get my game ready so August comes and end of August comes, September, that we'll be ready to go. And he's, he's what he's doing. He's a good guy, and – I'm just – I just want to compete at that level against – and just be back on the team aspect of it and compete like that. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, he probably – when he said get ready, he probably didn't envision you shooting 59, did he? <laughs> yeah, he called. Have you talked with uh, some of the team that's already there, some of the, the re returning players? Yeah, yeah. Uh, we actually had a Zoom call with all of them last night. And, yeah, they're all doing good. Some of them are – one guy's down in Florida, but they're – they're all staying safe, and I'm pretty sure they're still still grinding away. One guy was in a golf cart when he was on the call. So, yeah, they're all good guys. And uh, I met him on a, on a visit I went to do. And, yeah, that's that's a big reason, too. you got to have good teammates, good guys that are going to work hard and get better and push each other. So that was a good, big part of it, too. Yeah, awesome. I, I'm sure they're excited to, you know, have you come in, especially after shooting 59. That's right. <laughs> They're probably now a little bit like, man, I, I hope he doesn't take my spot. <laughs> uh, so, Caleb, uh, you know, Will kind of talked a little bit about it with your focus. When you kind of get in these rounds and you're uh, even off the first tee shot, um, I mean, obviously going out and shooting 59, that might not be in the cards in your head right off the bat. But yeah. you're, you're obviously trying to go out and shoot the best score you can. and. Mm and play one shot at a time, I suppose. But do you have a sort of, uh, is it a pre-shot routine or a way of sort of getting into the round mentally? Yeah, I mean, it's been a little hard because the practice area is just open. So the first tee is always my first swing for the last month. But uh, yeah, I definitely, I mean, the first tee shot, 
anywhere you feel a little bit like you don't sometimes you don't know where it's going to go especially when you don't get to warm up but uh after after the first tee shot i just kind of i do have a pre-shot routine and definitely this year pre-pot routine has definitely helped me and same like mindset because putting putting hasn't i wouldn't say let me down in the past but it it used to be my strong suit and then it kind of switched because i got longer and more pressure on my short game but definitely this year putting's definitely helped me and pre-shot routine's definitely like i try to pick out the smallest target i can when i'm off the tee and hitting in the greens like whether it's the flag or whether it's like a tree behind the hole and i just kind of focus in on that and don't think about my swing i take practice swing and then i just zone into that target and it's kind of same with putting I kind of pick a spot and take my practice strokes and then just envision it going in the hole yeah that's awesome and you know I was thinking about Brunswick in the first hole there and you know you said you weren't able to warm up of late but if there was one one good hole to uh sort of spray it on that one's a little bit more open and yeah that's one of my favorite starting holes in Maine because it just kind of lets you get into the round you know yeah yeah, it's yeah, it's definitely an easier tenth hole too because you can just rip it down there and it's like three eighty straight away. So yeah, yeah. Well, Caleb, it's uh, you know, you kind of can go on these stretches and runs of making birdies in a row. I mean, we saw it last year in the AJGA. I mean, what you went forty on the front nine the first round, and then you rolled off what four birdies in five holes, kind of bouncing yeah, back. Yeah. yeah. I mean. You know, that, that takes a lot of focus. I mean, you weren't really – I remember watching you out there on the front nine, and you really didn't have much going, and all of a sudden it's just kind of like a switch kind of just got you going. Yeah. I, mean, I, I always think that's that's probably one of the more impressive things. Like, I can see – I saw it with you. I saw it with Cole. I saw it, you know, with some of these better players. They can just – even though they don't have it, they can kind of find a way to kind of get it going, turn a, yeah. you know, a rough round back into a good round. Yeah, definitely patience has a lot to do with that too. I mean, not so much on that day because I, I remember you telling me, like, three woods to play off that 10th tee, and I, I ended up doing it because I was so mad. You know, I was four over, and then I ended up driving the green, had, like, eight feet, easy easy two putt, almost almost a two. But that kind of what got it going. And then it's just patience because you can you can be one or two under and or one or two over and then birdie three the last four and then have a good round and stay in the tournament. So I think patience has a lot to do with it. All right, guys. Well, we'll uh, we're gonna let you guys get ready for uh, for some golf today. But uh, you know, first off, let's let's let you guys defend why Brunswick should be one of the best courses in Maine. <laughs> I mean, we hear we hear the the chirping all the time on our on our page. But let's let's hear the reason. I'll I'll let Will go with that one. <laughs> I mean, most of the time it's just me busting you guys' chops. I think there's a little bias. Oh, come on, Will! Don't be so modest. All right, so uh, we'll do uh, Henry. You and I will kind of just bounce forth, back and forth, to some wicked fire here. Um, oh, great! But, do you even uh, have a list for me to go off of? No, we're just gonna <laughs> we're gonna wing it. I mean, I sound, love it. Sounds sounds appropriate for this this podcast. Wicked. All right, so uh, for both of you guys, uh, favorite hole at Brunswick? Definitely nine. Nine uh, for the Eight. Oh. Just because I've always played it well. <laughs> Caleb, how do you play nine? Uh, I just hit three hybrid to the flat right before the hill, and then I hit like six or seven iron to the corner. But when I play from the white tees, I just flash past the corner. Favorite course in Br- outside of Brunswick, you mean? 
I'm going to go with Loaf on that. You're welcome, Zach. There we go. I like that answer. <laughs> Probably Belgrade for me, just because I have a camp in Belgrade and I love that course. I mean, you can't really uh, go wrong with either of those two golf courses. I mean, they're two completely different yeah. uh, tracks, which I think that makes it so much better that, you know, it's only 60 miles apart and they're so great. <laughs> yeah. Sugarloaf uh, takes my balls a lot of times. So. <laughs> All right, uh, your guys' dream foursome. Oh, God. I haven't really thought about this. Definitely Tiger. Tiger, Probably Tiger, Phil, and then JT. I love JT. Man, leaving out Will. Okay. I, will <laughs> I was thinking. Will, can, will can caddy? Is that what you said? <laughs> yeah. Nice. Uh, Tiger, Ricky, Phil, probably. Love my boy, Phil. <laughs> You guys left out, left out your brothers, left out your dads. I mean, come on, guys. <laughs> AJ's got the chipping gloves right now. Look, he's he's looking for AJ. He's like, where is he? I got to add him in. What's your guys' favorite, uh, favorite stop to eat after a round of golf? Probably a motto. Yeah, I was going to say a motto, too. It's right down the road from Brunswick, and whenever we're working, we always go pick it up and eat it there, so. Models. Or Dairy Queen. <laughs> Dairy Queen. <laughs> hey, can you guys tell us a little bit about, you know, AJ and, and what Brunswick has done for you guys and being able to grow up there and, and work there and, and the relationships that you have made at that club? Yeah. Uh, yeah, AJ definitely is a big part of it, um, letting us work there and uh, being a good boss and just teaching us the worth ethics on that part. But uh, golf-wise, like, we're so privileged over there, like, with range balls and playing when we can. Like, if some – like, he blocks off tee times and he leaves – shuts down the course. But if we're there and we want to go – like, we're just always over there and he always just finds a way to let us go out. But uh, some sometimes some of us get a little mad at him. But uh, it's just because he wants us to be good kids and – He's definitely kind of like a father figure over there because he kind of runs the place. And he, 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 I played with him first round 18 the other day. First time I ever played 18 holes with him. And he's just a different guy, really? of course. Yeah. I mean, I've played a couple holes with him here and there, nine holes, but he's definitely a different guy out on the course, a lot more relaxed and less busy. But he definitely has a tough job. And a lot of people call him for answers and not the pro shop. So he's always answering the phone. <laughs> Yeah, I imagine this this year has been extra challenging, of course, yeah. with everything yeah, that's going on. But definitely found a way to manage it. And we've he was talking about how like the Portland Press said that like Waterville had like three thousand rounds, and he looks at me, he goes, "We got five thousand five hundred rounds," and didn't say anything about us. But <laughs> he definitely <laughs> he knows what he's doing. He runs the place well, and I think that's why Will and I are sometimes are biased about the course, just because the people there are just always so nice and. I I think I know every member's name there, so it's just a good yeah. environment. What about you, Will? I mean, you know, I'm thankful for the opportunities I've had here. I mean, I've been playing here since I was – there's a picture in my room of me putting on the green rows, too, in AJ. And, I mean, like, I, like – I was talking about, my, like, with my dad the other day, like, how, like, lucky I am. My dad owning the food and beverage, my brother being the general manager here. And I remember, like, when he first – my brother first became the pro here, I don't know what year, 2008, 
maybe even earlier than that. And I like I would come a little bit and I loved it, but I never like played golf then. I was young. But then he went to Tawny Brook, and that's when I started getting into it a little bit. And then he came back, and I was so excited when he came back. And that's when I really got into it, like, started playing with Caleb. And, I mean, the opportunity, has, like, he's the hardest on me. If it's work, if it's work, especially work. Like, I, today, I was 10 minutes late, and he gave me, he gave me crap because I got his Dunkin' order wrong. From <laughs> I got him a, a bacon and cheese instead of a sausage egg and cheese. <laughs> uh, I mean, times like people understand how busy he is. There's like, like yesterday I was working, or two days ago, and he he was supposed to be playing golf, and all of a sudden he comes in the pro shop for two minutes, and his phone's been ringing because I said the wrong thing on the phone. The regular phone he's calling, they're they're calling his cell phone, and it's just not fair. People are like. Give him crap, like AJ. You're the general manager. Why aren't you better at golf sometimes? Like he's like an eight handicap, but like he doesn't play a lot. He can't. Yeah, that's tough. He's always. Well, Will, it sounds like he's trying to take care of all your mistakes. That's why he's always busy. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> he definitely he definitely adds a lot of fun to it too. Like some days you don't like going to work, but if he's there and he's in a good mood, then it's a lot of fun. And you should see him on uh, member guest weekend when he hits the dance floor. He's got some moves. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. The deals he gives all the young guys too is crazy. Like he's making a deal with one of our younger kids. Like he's not a he's not a employee here, but he's gonna go pick the range for ten hours and he gets a wedge. Like he's just gonna <laughs> Yeah, I remember those days uh working on the range just for free golf. And uh, yeah. I mean those those are those are the memories that like we always will remember, those those fun times growing up playing junior golf and just spending all day at the golf course i mean great i still spend all day at the golf course but it's a completely different <laughs> way of doing it yeah well guys uh we appreciate you all jumping on um yeah. and uh it was great talking with you guys about the this incredible round um first off how can uh, if people want to follow you guys uh i know you guys got a couple of different social media pages uh bgc stingers is one I, that comes to mind <laughs> yeah. um yeah. How how what's uh what's your guys' uh usernames? How can they uh follow you? Uh mine's kill manual fifty I had to switch it. Kill manual fifty nine. Mine's Will underscore Kavanaugh twelve on Instagram. And then definitely BGC Stingers. Yeah, you, you gotta give a shout out to the Stingers. Yeah. I gotta keep the feed going. I might get one today. I might post one today. There you go. That, uh, bring out back bring back out the three iron kills. Yeah, TMP. All right, guys. Well, uh, we do appreciate you uh, coming on, and uh, congratulations, Caleb, to your uh, impressive 59. Uh, yeah. I believe it is the first ever 59 in the state of Maine. Um, if somebody that knows more about Maine golf than I do, uh, please uh, correct me if I was, am wrong, but uh, the low score I remember is I know Phil Mickelson had 60 at Cape Arundel. Um so I think Caleb's the first ever to break 60 at in the state of Maine. Thank you for letting me barge in. Yeah, thanks for having us. All right, guys, this has been another episode of Maine Golf Talk. Uh, you can follow Henry and I on Instagram and Facebook at Maine Golf Talk. And we will see you guys next time. Mm-hmm.